Hey, welcome to the Theomatic Podcast. Up, I'm everybody? Daniel Hunt, and this is Craig Brown. What's up? And today, we are going to be talking a little bit to Craig about your history, your testimony. The Bible yeah. talks a lot about the word of our testimony and how mm-hmm. um, it's, it's really incredible. We we don't have a lot of space nowadays, you know, in the way that like often church services are right. designed to, to get up and share our testimonies. But it's one of the primary devices or methods to transport faithfulness and to represent Jesus well. So today we're going to take the time and get to know you a little bit. And um, Sounds good. if you're cool with it, I'd like to kind of keep it into your historic journey because we're we're going to do another okay. podcast in the future about kind of what's coming for Craig Brown, which is okay. really cool stuff. But but let's uh, let's let's talk a little bit about Craig when you were young. So okay. first question, similar to the question you a- asked me, but I have a twist on it. Um, when did you know that you knew that you were a child of God? That okay. like you were saved. Okay, talk me through that experience. And then when did you make a commitment to give Him everything? and follow him with your whole heart. Okay. Uh, so like you, I grew up going to church. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say- What every... denomination, please? <laughs> <laughs> Denominations, I don't think, it, I don't remember the denom- denomination being a big deal mm-hmm. to us, but I do remember I grew up going to a, a Christian Missionary Alliance church. Okay, very cool. I don't know if it's because it's like we're Christian Missionary Alliance or because they liked that church and that's what we were for a few mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. But everybody in my family was a Christian. Mm. My my mom's parents grew up in Africa. Oh, so wow. my mom grew up in Africa. Yeah. my Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. My mom was a missionary kid in Africa. They spent most of their time in Kenya and Ethiopia, a little Holy bit smokes. in Syria. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And they were building schools and things like that. Um, and then my dad's side you know, uh, everybody was a follower of Jesus too. So Hmm. I was, I always, I like to say this. I I had a drug problem when I was a kid. My parents (laughs) drug you to to church. church. (laughs) Yeah. And for me, that was a problem. That's on par with your shofar joke. Yeah. And if you didn't hear the shofar joke, then go back to season three, episode one, because it is gold. <laughs> it's fire. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I grew up going to church and, uh, so I would say like, I, I, I think that I always believed. Mm-hmm. I believed in Jesus, right? I believed that he was God's son. I believed that he existed 2,000 years ago. I believed that he died on the cross, all of those things. So I believed facts. And when I was a kid, I asked to, quote, unquote, asked him into my heart a bunch mm. of times mm. because I was scared it didn't work the time before. You know, so probably 50 times I invited Jesus into my heart. <laughs> but... The reality is pretty much my whole childhood, as soon as like school started and, mm-hmm. and friends were a thing, mm-hmm. all the way through high school, um, at any point in there, if you would ask me, are you a Christian? I would have said yes. Yeah. When Facebook came, you know, I would it would have, it would have said Christian. Religion, Christian. Right. But, why, why did you think it didn't work just to? Well, that, that more was like when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. Okay. When I wasn't, I just didn't know, like. You know, I I guess you just got resaved all over because you sinned or you messed just, up. Yeah, yeah. And actually, that's we get questions like that. We'll probably do an episode on it. Like, yeah. um, you know, yeah. Just when you just don't know, when you don't know the Bible, and when you don't don't really know God, you're wondering, well, am I am I out now? Yeah. Am Are I, we good? Was that prayer? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I sinned, and so I don't know. I, I guess maybe I just more thought about it in terms of like a transaction, you know, and mm-hmm. some sort of 
transaction where, well, where am I going to go when I die? But it yeah. really didn't have a lot to do with this life and, and walking in relationship wow. with God, right? And so I was really concerned all growing up with a few things, friends, hmm. uh, sports, girls, popularity. So I always went to church and I always called myself a Christian, but I didn't follow Jesus mm. and I really wasn't concerned with any of that. And um, I just wanted to be with friends and be cool and play sports and all that. So that was what life looked like. Mm. And then um, something significant happened in between my junior and senior year of high school. And for me, it was some painful situations which God uses yeah always i have have now experienced and seen for being a pastor for so many years that um and it's this is you see this all over the bible it's like god knows that when things are easy for us and we're succeeding when we're wealthy when we have homes be careful that you don't forget about me because when you're well fed come on like that's when we're going to forget about god and so just to encourage anybody out there that's going through it god uses those situations so i was going through a a, a bad breakup with this mm. girl and I I remember specifically I was we were breaking up on well what happened was I started dating this girl and I knew she was a Christian in uh, your high school age yeah I was okay. a sophomore okay sophomore and so like I think what happens at least what happened for me is I did know God but I had chosen to live for self mm. and so I had shoved him down and this whole like oh I'll follow him one day I'll really live for God one day when I'm older all to like meaning there was still some conviction there yeah but i was definitely living in the flesh for myself so there was something deep inside me that that wanted that but it was a very small little flame right so when i was a sophomore there was this cheerleader she was good looking she was a volleyball player and i knew she was a real christian and i was like thinking to myself you know what i want to date her and and i sort of had this like (laughs) she'll drag she'll pull me closer to god right (laughs) situation let me just she'll set me up to jesus yeah let me just (laughs) let you know friends um it typically doesn't go that way nine (laughs) times out of ten the lower missionary dating but you you were choosing to get mission like (laughs) you'll you'll make me closer to god yeah but like you know when somebody we can maybe do an episode on being equally yoked i think we got a question about that actually because typically what happens is the the if i could say lower person or the person further from god just usually pulls the other person away yeah you know because the other person who's actively living for jesus when the relationship starts they also have an internal engine called the flesh which is driving them so so when when the weaker person who wants to live for self is like ah let's just not go to church let's just do the easy road then yeah that person already has an internal agreement with wanting to do that right yeah so so the short of it is we we dated and i drug her down you know, and it just, and, and so things started going poorly and that's what sin does. It produces poor results. And so we're, we're breaking up on my parents' front porch. And I remember she, she looked at me, she goes, when are you going to stop living your faith through me and start living for yourself? And that sentence was like the best sermon that was ever preached to me. I've been through a million sermons, but that one God used that sentence to, to speak to me. Mm. And I, I, you know, now it's been so long ago. I don't, I don't remember exactly the time frame, but basically let's say through that summer, that summer between my junior and senior year of high mm. school, God woke me up. Wow. She, he used this situation with this girl. He used just kind of speaking to me directly. So I feel like 
in that season, what he, I really felt like I heard the Lord speak to me. And basically he started by asking a question. I love when God asks questions. Mm. Notice the questions that he asks in the Bible. Yeah. Anyway. So he said, Craig, do you believe in me? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and also, you know, the answer. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, but that's what he does though. He, he always does. asks those questions that, that he knows he the answers knows. to. Cause he, he wants, wants us to, see. to say it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He did that with Adam and Eve. Right. So I was like, yeah, of course. And then I felt like right away he came back and he goes, really? Because you don't act like it. <laughs> oh. And it was like this supernatural slap in the face. Wow. Like this wake up moment where you're like, you're right. Like, I don't act like it. In fact, I really felt like I had this revelation in that moment that even some of my non-Christian friends acted more like what a Christian should act like than I did. Wow. And I'm the one saying I'm a Christian. And so I felt like there was this invitation that he said, hey, it's cool. Either just don't say that you believe in me and live like you want to live, or if you actually believe in me and you're going to tell people that, wow, then just do it. And and it was like, wow, I, I do believe that you're real. And you're right. My life looks like a complete pair. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And so I decided to get baptized August 2nd, 2002. And for me, wow, I love it. For me, that was the moment where I stopped being a Christian and I started following Jesus. Hmm. Or maybe you could say I started becoming a real Christian. However you want to word it. That was the, that was the, the moment and that whole season was really when repentance actually took place. And if you don't know that word, the it's a biblical word that means to change your mind and therefore change your actions. And it's like going one direction and turning 180 degrees and going the other mm-hmm. way. So that summer in between my junior and senior year, I really gave my life to Jesus. I got baptized. I actually started following him. And then I realized mm. this whole thing is not about this boring religion that I had grown up with for 17 years, even though it may not have been, but that was my lens. Yeah. Just church rules. God's a cosmic killjoy. Like, you know, like he just doesn't want us to have fun. Mm. And then I, I finally realized like, oh my goodness, God is real. Like mm. he is, a. this is a, this changes everything. Yeah. And I, and I met him like in a real way. And I realized that following Jesus is like, this is what life is. Yeah. Like if there's really a God there that, that loves you, like wants you, like mm-hmm. can empower you, can give you purpose. And like, what are we missing here, people? And so I, I started following him. I started building a relationship with him and it changed everything. Wow. And then um, even though I grew up in church, I was actually discipled by a young life leader. My whole senior awesome. year, I really was discipled by a college student that invited me and a group of us into his life. Hear that young life leaders. Keep it up. Yeah. Keep going young life. Yeah. Uh, and, and really for that matter, anybody out there that you're, you're pursuing people in a relationship and you may not are seeing the fruit, but you, you might be the representation of Jesus in somebody's life. Yeah. And so, and that's who this guy was to me. He was, he was Jesus. And, and it wasn't just a service or it was relationship it was doing life together. It was his house every Sunday night, mm-hmm. to, you know, talking about words that I didn't know from the Bible, like what's sanctification. And like, <laughs> yeah. I remember we did like these word studies and we were studying the word, the Bible together. And we were just discipleship. Yeah, that's it. 
And so ESPN. Yeah. <laughs> and so I didn't I didn't plan on any of this. It just, you know, I gave my life to the Lord and somebody stepped in my life and discipled me. And then I was gonna go to a state school for college, maybe where my dad went Western or WSU or something like that. But because this this guy had such an impact on my life, he mm. went to a, a small Christian college in Spokane, which I lived right next to. So I was like, I just want to be like him. So I decided to go to Whitworth. Great college. Yeah, great college. And um, and I was like, because I just want to be like him. This That's like, the, that's what discipleship <laughs> is, that's right? That's it, yeah. You're following, like Paul says, like follow, follow me, me as I follow as Christ. I follow like, Christ. Like, he was following Christ and I was following him and I was growing in my relationship with Christ. And so because he was a young life leader, I was like, well, I'm going to do a young life. And so, so cool. I started doing Young Life. And uh, and then, so I would say the summer between my junior and senior year of high school was my first great awakening. Mm. Wow. Your first. My first great awakening is how I like to word it. And then when I was a freshman in college, I had another friend say, Craig, I really think you're supposed to go to Greece on this missions trip in the summer. And mm. I was like, nah, <laughs> I don't think so, bud. Good. <laughs> no, yeah, I, didn't, I had zero interest. And... I don't even know to this day how it happened, but somehow I signed up. Somehow I wrote these letters and raised all this money and I ended up going and I get there and I didn't like, I didn't know anything, dude. So I realized when I got there that this was actually a mission, mission missions trip for high school students. And if you're in college and you go, you're the small group leader leading the high school students. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> so I find myself for a month in Greece. I'm For the first time ever, I'm leading a group of high schoolers. I'm supposed to be discipling them, and I don't even know what I'm doing. <laughs> and so I'm supposed to be discipling them in small group. You should have just pretended to be Greek. <laughs> like I... <laughs> it's all Greek to me, right? I have no idea. So I'm discipling these guys in small group. And then together, we're going and hitting the streets wow. in Greece doing like cold call evangelism wow. with a little track called Four Spiritual Laws. <laughs> we're literally walking up to people and preaching. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing at all. I just love that you just went with it, though. <laughs> I was Here there. I, I was locked in. <laughs> went in Greece. <laughs> I, couldn't leave. I couldn't get out of it. Can I talk to you about four spiritual laws, sir? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't even know what they are, but I'm sure yeah. that if you read I'm this sure little book. I'm sure we can both figure it out together here in this pamphlet. <laughs> <laughs> no, they made, you, they made you memorize that book before you came. Yeah. And you, and then, yeah, it was, there was a defining moment where that you, there's this training camp before you're supposed to memorize this whole book. And then they're like, okay, here's the big day. We're testing you to see if you really know what you're doing. You need to quote this from memory in two minutes, and nobody could do it. And the guy oh, that no. runs the organization, he's like all furious, and you guys, you guys aren't taking this serious. And then they use that whole thing as a setup because it was too short a time; nobody could do it. They use the whole thing as a setup to talk about grace and wow. to say and to show the story of uh, of grace because there was like this big meal, and if you did it in t the two minutes you're supposed to, you got to partake in this big feast. And then nobody <laughs> did it, and he's like all mad. And then he's like, "Hey." This is what grace is. Anyway, so that was cool. That's cool. Um, so, but what happened was I made some big mistakes during that trip. I remember one one of the kids, I like yelled at him in front of his buddies and he asked to be switched out of my small group. And oh, oh, no. It's like, oh man, I'm starting to learn some leadership lessons real quick. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there was this one, one significant moment where I was standing on the beach in Macedonia and we did these- wow. 
you know, like a lot of organizations like YWAM or whatever, you you do what you pretty much do whatever you could do to draw a crowd. Absolutely. <laughs> Whether it's like acting or Yo, puppets yeah. or skits <laughs> or the dancing to yeah. Yeah, <laughs> dancing to songs or whatever. I was on the dance team. Oh. We no, yes, really? I, oh yes. Yeah. And I did They were digging deep into the bench for the We did we did the song. Uh, it was like, break the shackles off my feet so I can dance. I just want to praise him. Yeah. So we did like this whole choreographed dance to that. And all these people were watching on the beach. And then and then after the performance, you just walk out in the crowd and you start talking to people about Jesus. And so I remember this moment. We did this thing and then I go out. And then all of a sudden I end up with this whole group of people around me. And I start preaching about Jesus. Oh, wow. And it was the first moment in my life where... I felt like the Holy Spirit was using me. I didn't even know what I was saying. I didn't know what I was doing, but I'm talking about Jesus in front of people and they're listening. I'm proclaiming Jesus and they're listening. That's insane. That's awesome. And I felt God use me. Mm-hmm. And so it was so significant. And again, I, I can't point to the day for this, but the same way that God used a season, he used this whole season in Greece where I would call my second great awakening mm. where you know, the first one, he, he woke me up and really, I started a real, real relationship with him. Mm-hmm. The second one is where I really believe that I got the call of God in my life, mm. which was, I just knew that he said, where I realized if God is really real, how could there be anything in this life more important than helping people know him? Mm. And so I've had a lot of different jobs. I'm not talking about vocation per se. I've had a lot of different jobs over the years. Mm-hmm. But I knew from that moment on that my calling in life was to help people know Jesus. Wow. Now, you know, by God's grace, a lot of times my vocation has lined up with that. But I just want to, like, let you know if you're thinking, well, I'm not a pastor to church or I don't run this organization or whatever. Like, that doesn't change the call on your life of what God wants to use you to do to build his kingdom. And so... That's what God used in my life, and I've never in been In both the same. of those circumstances, it's not like you had like a grand plan and, you know, it's all stuff that happened to you and you responded yep. with yes. Yeah. Um, that's, that's Which is amazing. why, like, I, I think in many ways, one of my life words is response, and we'll probably talk about that yeah, next episode. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. That God does things, mm-hmm. and we have an opportunity to respond in a way that makes sense okay. or doesn't make sense. I, I love it. I have, like... A million questions. Okay, going back to your first great awakening, high school on the front porch, dumped by the cheer, the, the Jesus loving cheerleader. Um, your next step was you got baptized on August second, two thousand two. Why was your next step baptism? Like, why did you choose that? Yeah. Um. So. Yeah. Okay. Good point. Um. So my parents made me go to church. Because that's what we do in the Brown household. Mm-hmm. Um, in Brown Town. Brown Town. <laughs> there, there was a revival in Brown Town. <laughs> there was. Or Brownsville. Or, Brownsville. Yeah. I talked Brownsville. about that. Yeah. Uh, so there was a few things that they like made us do. And then there was other things that they didn't make us do. And I think that's, that's there's wisdom Ooh, in that. Yeah. You know? well, did they not make you get baptized? No. So had, this I was had your never first been time. baptized. So this was your first time being water baptized. Yeah. We have an episode on that in season one. You should check it out if you haven't seen it yet. Yeah. 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 And so, you know, I've carried that over with my kids. We talked about that where it's like um, the decision to follow Jesus and the decision to get baptized, I think, should be, you know, you're 
to whatever age you are, like a level of choice. Yeah. So yeah, I never got baptized because I knew, or at least what I, my context of at the time was, okay, well, if you get baptized, you better be serious. That's the way I was thinking about it. And well, that's beautiful. You know, grandma was always wanting me to get baptized, but I knew I wasn't really following him. Hmm. Now I wouldn't really give that same advice today per se. Mm -hmm. Um, as a pastor now, I'm, I, you know, I'm like, Hey, like, come on if you really believe in him. But, but I understand it. It's like yeah. this, this, at least it's sincere. Yeah. You know? It was sincere to me. I, I knew that I wasn't really following Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so prior to that point, and I remember there was another significant moment, my grandma, who is just a, a beautiful saint ha has gone on to be the Lord. Now, actually that's the whole story. She, she died on good Friday a few years ago at 3 p.m. Yeah, same time. Man, actually, Jesus. just she actually made it like 10 minutes longer than Jesus just because, you know, she wanted to go a little longer. Than that. <laughs> um, it was a beautiful, beautiful thing. Um, but anyway, she, um, I remember we were at a pizza place once a family and she walked up to me and it was weird. It just, this was back when I wasn't really following the Lord and she yeah. said, it was like the first person to give a prophetic word. I didn't know what a prophetic word was. She didn't call it a prophetic word, but that's what it was. Yeah. She said, Craig, the Lord spoke to me about you and he's going to use you in a powerful way to reach many people. And I was like, what are you smoking, grandma? Like, I'm not even, <laughs> oh no. I didn't say that the to her. The sweetest moment in she, history. It was, it was powerful. But at the time I was like, whatever. Like I'm not, I'm, I, like in my mind, I'm like, I'm not even interested in following God, you mm. know, like, but sometimes those things that are spoken when you're in an unbelieving season, they stick with you forever. And I re I've never forgot that she spoke that over my life and it has come to pass. Come on. And, Thanks, uh, Grandma. Yeah. And uh, so what was your question? <laughs> you're doing a great job. You're almost there. It's why did you choose? Oh, to get baptized. So yeah, yeah you had this front so, porch yeah, moment. It, you decide to like yeah. actually give your life to Jesus. Yeah. So I guess I brought up Grandma because like I just always knew she's, she, you know, she and my parents, and it was like, get baptized, get baptized. But also like you got to make a choice. And so for me, that was what I thought it was, was this moment of like, if I do this, I'm all in. Mm. And I knew I never thought up to that point that I wanted that, that I was ready for that. I didn't, I knew I wasn't all in. I, I wasn't pretending to be all in, but that summer I knew, I, I just knew that following Jesus was what I wanted to do. And I didn't have it all figured out and I knew I wasn't going to be perfect, but I knew that I wanted to be all in. Mm. And so how did, um, after August 2nd, what did all in look like? How did your life change? Like, you know, what practical ways? Oh man. Like, so like I said, I, I started getting discipled by this guy. It's not like you were a pastor then. No, I was 18. I mean, yeah. 17, 18. Yeah. No, I mean, I was a senior in high school, but there was significant things that changed. I, you, you know, this is why I like when people say like, am I really saved or not? Like I, one of the things that I do is I say like, analyze the fruit of your own life, analyze your Ooh, own desires, yeah. analyze, take inventory of your heart. Has anything changed on the inside? Like, do you have different desires now? Like, mm. whereas there wasn't maybe conviction in certain areas before, like I remember, um, I had a, I started to change my desire about money. Like I didn't just have this desire to me be rich, me be rich. But like, I started like wanting to give away money and like, mm bless people it's like that was weird that was new yeah oh maybe that's the holy spirit doing something to me. Uh, or i remember like 
dude, this one moment, I'm hanging out with the same old buddies, the same old guys, and we're at the, you know, one of the same old houses, and somebody throws some porn on, like on a TV. And I remember, I was like, I can't stay here anymore. I walked out of the room. Wow. By myself into the other room, and everybody's like, you know, then, then the, then the hazing starts. Like, what are you doing, bro? Like, you know, you think you're better than us or whatever. And, and I, I didn't even have the. I just knew I couldn't do that anymore. Like, mm. look at that stuff. Be okay with that stuff anymore. I went in the other room, and then somebody came out to me and asked me about it. And all I said was, which I wouldn't use this terminology today because I don't like it. But all I said was, hey, that's against my religion. Mm. I didn't know what to say, but all I knew was like watching that sort of thing is against where my heart's at now. It's, mm. it, it, it doesn't please God. Yeah. And so I, things started to change. Like things really wow. started to change because God was changing me. And so it wasn't just me making changes because it's the right thing to do. Like me being legalistic. Mm. It was like you, you couldn't passively you allow meet, sin in your life anymore. You had to yeah, actively. Like if you, be, if you're single, but then you meet somebody and you fall in love with them and they fall in love with you and you start dating them, Mom. you don't, it's not about like, well, did I do this? Cause it's the right thing. It's like, man, I want to love this person. Yeah. They love me. I'm captured. I love them. I'm captured. Like, yeah. <laughs> things just make sense. And that's, I real no, like, that's what it is to realize that this whole thing is about relationship with a God. Yeah. Not just following rules. And so it made sense. I'm start. imagining that everybody watching this wants that. I would, I would, what, I would hope so. What, um, so for you, can you describe it like almost not mechanically, but like you flipped a switch, I flipped a switch. What does that feel like? What does it look like? It, it's tough for me, Daniel, because the Bible talks about, well, like with the apostle Paul, it says scales fell from his eyes. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? I don't know, but like he woke up when Jesus showed up to Paul. Yeah. So knocked him off to, his high horse. To be honest, in a lot of ways for me, I've used that same description for that summer because I do feel like scales fell from my eyes. I could finally see the world for what it was, my life for what it was, and mm. God for who he really was. And so I li listen, I'm an Arminianist. I believe me that too. there's free will. I believe I believe I definitely believe God is sovereign. I definitely believe God is in charge. I definitely believe that God does supernatural things. Like Jesus showed up to Paul. Paul didn't make that happen. Yeah. But I but I believe that we have choice in the matter. We ha there's a a cooperation between us and the Spirit. So on the one hand, to encourage anybody out there, I would say you absolutely have a part to play. Like how is your heart? Do you want Jesus? Do you turn towards Him? Uh, do you you know have you invited Him? Um, is your heart inclined towards him? And on the other hand, I would say mm -hmm. the truth is God did something and I don't know how to explain it. Mm. So it's both. It's both. It's both. And I, I definitely had a choice in responding. And mm. what do you think? Um, we're a little bit over time, but I have one question to wrap up. So if you've got somebody who they're hearing this and they want to have that moment, how can they, how can they start it? How can they, I think it just starts with simple faith in your heart and, mm -hmm. and maybe a prayer that just maybe, says, maybe knock and yeah, yeah. The Bible says that, you know, uh, knock and the door will be open to you. Mm -hmm. And then it also says that Jesus is standing on the door at the door and knocking. And anybody yeah. who opens the door, I will come in and dine with him and he with me. 
Um, and so, yeah, I mean, if you do, if you're list, if you're hearing this by God's grace and sovereignty, and you and you want this, and you don't know where to start, then I just say, let's just start by you just telling Jesus that you want Him and inviting Him to speak to you and yeah. have His way in you. Yeah, that's really good. So I don't know, maybe I could just do yeah, that right yeah, now. Yeah, just take then, some time and do um, it. Um, yeah. So well. We don't do this every time, but uh, this is a moment or opportunity where maybe you're you're listening to this and you're saying, yeah, I want to start that relationship with God. I want, maybe even people are like, yeah, I know religion. I've known church well, but I don't, ha- I you maybe you know you don't have that same relationship that you've heard me talk about and you want that. Um, so I just want to say a prayer. And if, and if you want to do that with me it, with real faith in your heart, then I think that God will show up in your life and the Holy Spirit will fill you. Yeah. So I'll just take a moment and, mm. and you can just pray this right along with me if that's where your heart is. Lord Jesus, today I recognize that you are Savior and Lord of the world. And I want you to be not just my Savior, but the Lord, the King of my entire life. Mm. And so even in this moment, I repent. I turn to you and I step off of the throne of my life and invite you to take your rightful place. And I invite you to fill me with your Holy Spirit. And I commit myself to you, whatever you want, whenever you want it, however you want it, I'm all in. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So, hey, if you uh, said that prayer or this episode this message spoke to you. We love to hear from you. I want to send you some next steps on how to grow in your relationship with God. So please send us a message just on our website, thethematicpodcast.com, and we can send uh, send you some next steps on how to grow in your faith. And we want to pray with you and get connected with you. So yeah. thanks for joining us today, yeah. everybody on this episode. Uh, we're excited to be with you yeah. here in, in season three. Yeah. And if I could just invite you from, from our hearts, uh, the best way to get this out to more people is when you will share it with somebody. And if you haven't yet gone and, and left a review and a rating on all the platforms, that really helps too. So you're a part of helping get this message out to the world. So thanks for joining us, everybody. Rock and roll. Thank you, Craig. Great job. That was amazing. Appreciate it, man. God bless you guys.